Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios of Relate365.com in the Northwoods of Wisconsin. And spring has sprung, I would say, even if we do get a late snowfall. Um, it, it's We've had some rains, which it, it seems earlier this year, but uh, I, I know I sometimes talk about weather at the start. But we have you, ideal conditions. When you live in the Northwoods of Wisconsin and there's a weather change, you tend to talk about it. Yeah, and you know, here's what, what's really cool about it. We had, we had really warm weather. Then we had some really heavy rain. Yep. And then we had a really windy day. Yep. That dries everything up. It's, it's, it's like the perfect scenario to get rid of the mud. It's like the trifecta. Right. So those of us that live here are going, wow, I don't have to walk in mud right now. Now if it rains or snows again, I might be I might have to. Yes, sir. That's right. But anyway. But anyways, that, we enjoy it. We do. We enjoy it. And we invite people to check out silverbirchranch.org and the, the various camp opportunities, whether it be a family camp or Youth camp, camp or yeah. whatever else it might be to come up and join us uh, this summer. We'd love for you to do that and enjoy being in the Northwoods, being challenged from the Bible, being together with uh, friends. In fact, uh, the philosophy of summer camp is really to bring young people up here from your church, come up as a counselor with them and work with us so that when they go home, they have follow up. And we don't have that many spots actually open even for anyone to come this year. Well, if you're, we have our two junior middle camps, which is third to seventh grade. Sometimes we do get eighth graders that come. And so if you have a child that's in that age range, we still have plenty of room. Right. Um, and that's at the beginning of our summer, at the end of the summer. So head over to silverbirchranch.org slash summer, and you can look at the dates and see if it works for your family or not. But yeah. uh, yeah, I, we're, we're filling up quick. I think everybody's ready to, to come to camp. And I encourage you to do that. If you do come to the junior middle camp, you'll see Jason and I. I usually speak, and Jason usually is there with me running the whole program. Yep. So uh, join us, and we'd love to to participate with you. And if you're a parent listening, you know, go ahead and, and encourage your child to go get some friends Yeah. and come up with a cabin load of kids and use it for an evangelism and just relationship-building time. Um, I know that you would uh, find it beneficial long-term. So Absolutely. We look forward to serving Great you. opportunity. Well, let me ask you a question. As an old guy, I'm, I'm looking at what's going on in our country and, and rather amused by everything. Yeah. Um, not in a good way either, mind yep. you. Uh, but we won't go in, get into politics today. Um, <laughs> we'll try not to. We'll try not to say anything about politics. But I, I do want to uh, try and understand how we can help people in your age group with what's going on in life. Because as you look at life right now, from the pandemic, from what's going on in politics, there's a lot of people that are just not happy. Mm. They're, they're struggling with the purpose of life. They're struggling with how the government's run. They're struggling with the lockdowns and being isolated from people. They're struggling relationally because they're, they're on um, like mass media or other things rather than person to person. In we're noticing that there's more possibly anger, depression, um, loneliness uh, that's out there. Uh, how do we solve any of this? Do you have any idea? What, what can we do to help the people of our nation reestablish what's important? You know, I, I really think that there, we can't let go of truth and the fact that there is absolute truth. Because I think at the core of what the chaos that we see going on is there's confusion there's different people saying this and that and yet there's no baseline well we know there's a baseline but right. nobody's referring to a baseline so everybody's doing what's right in their own eyes yeah 
And I think, I think we need to always draw back to that baseline and the truth that we know in scripture, yep. you know, and, and, and not only that, be willing to fully embrace it and stand by it. Yeah. And that's, that's the key. That sounds so simple. It does sound simple. I mean, that's, I mean, the gospel, I think is very yeah. simple, but we overcomplicate it sometimes. Yeah. I, I, I still have a belief that anything that's overly complicated is not of God. Mm. because everything of God is simple enough for everybody to understand. Right. And yeah. so, you know, I mean, you start at the beginning, and we've said it so often, there is a God. Yeah. If you don't believe that, the baseline's already off. Mm-hmm. So there is a God. There's a God who created. He created things a certain way. And so we live in a nation now that tries to ignore God, ignore the way it's... That's why there's issues. Yeah. Um, I, I was reading the Bible... Proverbs twenty one twenty one, and I found it interesting that it's twenty one twenty one. It's like that's the adult age, so it, it's it's <laughs> it's the adult age said twice. Twenty one twenty one. It says, "Whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor." Yeah. Now, what, what's interesting to me there? It's like I don't know if you've ever looked for something but found something else in the process of looking for something. You know, it's like I'm, I'm looking for my car keys and instead I find a $10 bill under the couch cushion. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, oh, look at this. Well, I wasn't looking for the $10 bill, but it's kind of nice that I found it or whatever it might be that you're, you know, that that's happened. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of things in scripture where you, you begin to see in the very simple way, if you just do what you know is right to do, right? there's a benefit that you don't even know is there yet. Mm-hmm. And and when you get to the benefit, you don't try and pursue the benefit. Mm. You try and do the things that cause the benefit. Right. And and that's hard to grab because people start pursuing the benefit. Right. And it doesn't have the same reward as if you were to pursue the actual act and get the byproduct. You right. know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, there's a guy I was reading and he was just saying, and this is kind of interesting because I, th- I think if you put it in perspective, he was saying that really people, you and I do not really want to pursue pleasure. Mm-hmm. We want to avoid pain. Yeah. And in avoiding pain, we seem to pursue pleasure. Right. But pleasure comes from living right and doing right things, right. not pursuing it. Right, and when you just pursue pleasure, it's not, you don't, sure you might think you're experiencing the pleasure, but it doesn't fulfill itself as if you were living the right way and then experiencing pleasure. Does exactly, that and, and that, that is what really, when you think about it, that's what causes many people to have addictions. Because what they're thinking is, I need to pursue pleasure. Yeah. And okay, so they go and they, get drunk or they go and they you know make a lot of money and spend it or whatever and, and mm-hmm. now they're saying okay now i i found pleasure for a moment yeah but then it's gone and the real goal that they have not admitted mm-hmm. is that they're trying to get away from pain yeah and if they would admit that they wouldn't have to seek the pleasure in the first place and it's not that you know having a nice steak dinner and, and feeling good about eating that steak cooked just properly is not that's not evil that's not wrong that's not something we have to avoid however if we think that eating mm-hmm. is going to be something we look forward to eating so we can bury our pain in the moment 
what happens is you get an eating disorder or you, you get fixated on food or you get something that begins to happen because your focus is in the wrong spot. Right. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, and I think I think in the process too, and, and maybe this is where some of the confusion comes, is I think oftentimes maybe people, you know, don't necessarily associate pleasure with living for God, unfortunately. Right. You know, and, and I remember even as a kid growing up, some of my friends thought, well, if I live for God, I got to, you know, do this. And it, where's the fun in that? And I think there's this misconception. But in reality, God wants us to experience pleasure. Right. You know, he, he, he created pleasure. Right. And so it's not that he doesn't want us to have pleasure. He wants us to enjoy pleasure in the right context. Absolutely. And when we take it out of that context, it no longer becomes pleasure. It becomes a, a momentary satisfaction that, that goes away. Yep. You know, a verse that popped into my mind, even as you were reading Psalm 21 was actually, or not Psalm, Proverbs 21, yep. was Psalm 1611. It says this, it says, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Right. And, and, and that's exactly what we're talking about. It's all right. He makes known to us how to live. Right. You know, when we live that, not only do we have fullness of joy, then we have pleasures forevermore. That's the context. Yeah. You know, and that's what we're missing in the world is that we're pursuing the pleasure and not the path of life that God has made known for us. Absolutely. I, I encourage people to think in terms of byproduct. Yeah. That's all. Because you don't seek byproducts. That's the, 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 the term is basically uh, makes it so you can't seek it. Right. It means that it comes because you did something else. Mm-hmm. Okay. So most of the great pleasures in life yeah. should be byproducts. Mm-hmm. Not something you seek. For example, I've seen you out running once in a while. You get in these moods where, yeah. where you go running. Now, yeah. I don't think you run all year, but... I, I no, it depends on you, the weather. Yeah, <laughs> depends on the weather and, and what you got to lose, probably. That's I mean, right. It's one of those things. That's right. Um, but after you run, it usually feels pretty good. Right, right. So people love to get that runner's high without running. Which you can't. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't focus on the runner's high. You, yeah. you don't do that. You focus on running. Right. And the runner's high just comes with it. Right. Absolutely. And so you should enjoy the runner's high, but you didn't seek it in the first place. Mm -hmm. It's not something you avoid when you're running. You go, well, I really like that feeling afterwards. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But remember, it comes from running. Yeah. Just like there's a certain reward that comes from just regular exercise, eating right, sleeping right. Okay. There's a byproduct to that. Mm-hmm. So enjoy the byproduct. Yeah. But if you try and get the byproduct apart from that, you're, you're, it's just not going to work. And before you know it, we've got people who actually want to not eat right but have the results of eating right. Mm-hmm. People who don't want to sleep right but they want the results of sleeping right. Yeah. People who don't want to have a budget and spend right but they want the results of spending right. Right. You know, and you can even take it a step further. People that want the pleasures of marriage but don't go through the marriage to get it exactly you know exactly and and that never works out it never does and that's why pornography even exists and other things because Because basically it's saying you want that now they want the byproduct right but you can't just pursue the byproduct no that's not how god designed it so with that said how do you train your kids to understand this because once again it goes back to a simple premise when we were talking it was like okay that's pretty deep you you try and avoid pain and not that that's a deep thought it doesn't need to be deep what what i'm really saying is we live in life with byproducts and it's the byproduct we want yeah 
God makes that clear in the Bible. When he was asked, what do you need to do in order to live life the way it was meant to be? He said, love the Lord your God, Mm -hmm. one, love each other, I'm done. Yep. Okay, very simple. You do those two things, and you do them well. Mm -hmm. Everything else, Matthew 6, 33, okay, it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things that were listed before that will be added to you. The things were housing, clothing, anything. There were things that people could pursue. Mm Mm-hmm. And what God's saying, don't pursue the wrong thing. Yeah. Pursue me. Pursue what's right. And in the Bible, it's interesting how many times it says pursue what's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the word righteousness is used. In, in Proverbs 21, it's, it's whoever pursues righteousness. Right. That assumes that there's a way that it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, when I teach uh, uh, college students and I talk about what marriage should be and and how really everybody in the room would want a marriage the way it was meant to be. Yeah. It, it, the ones that listen, and normally it's the girls that are listening, but the ones that are really listening, <laughs> yeah, they almost get teared up thinking, yeah, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. What they're thinking right away is I want that byproduct. Yeah. Okay. How do you get the byproduct? Mm-hmm. It's not like you can buy a byproduct. Mm-hmm. You have to make decisions today, right? Absolutely. And, and I'll tell young boys, uh, you know, uh, college age is young to me, and you know they'll talk they'll talk about dating and that. I said, so are you living in a way where the girl you're dating can trust you? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, so you're you're not doing anything that would go against what God would say in His Word would be right. And then there's silence. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, how is she going to trust you if you compromise what you know is right? How are you ever going to get the byproduct, the byproduct of trust? Right. How are you ever going to get that if, if she knows right. that, that, not... that your words don't match what trust is all about? Mm-hmm. Because you say, yes, I know God says this, but we're going to ignore it because you're so beautiful and I have these urges, so we have to do what we shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. Well, how will she ever trust you Right. at this point? Mm-hmm. And if a girl comes and talks to me and says, yeah, you know, it, it, uh, trouble with purity, whatever it might be, I say, well, if the guy really is telling you he loves God and wants to follow God and he's doing that, does he really love God and want to follow God? Because right. actually what he's saying is I understand the byproduct. I want to have the byproduct, but I don't want to do anything to cause the byproduct. Now you got a problem. Yeah. And... Um, I hope I hope you're following this simple logic here, and, that, and it's simple. Yeah. That's the thing is, you know, and that's the way God intended it to be. You so know? I mean, understanding it is simple. I mean, obviously there's pressures and peer pressures. Like I get that. I'm not saying that it's in life you might not face circumstances that might be difficult. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that the the equation is simple: love God and love others. And so the way that he set that up then is to do that within the community, and that community is called the church. Right. And that's not a building. That's just the people around you that are also pursuing Jesus. Right. And so when you do that in life together, that's how the simplicity carries through. Yes, you'll face hardships. Yes, you might wake up and and something maybe tragic or unforeseen happens in a day. But then that's where together as a community, we keep our eyes fixed on the truth 
pursuing the path that God has laid out for us. And that's where the fullness of joy comes. And that's where the, the, the pursuit, the, the, the byproduct of the pleasures and the happiness right. come. Right. And it's really hard because, because some people just have a hard time thinking it through and they actually will tell you, no, I should pursue pleasure. Mm. And they'll tell you pleasure isn't bad. And, you know, I'm, no, it isn't. Right. However, once again, you should pursue the runner's high, too. Mm-hmm. But in order to do that, I, that's my point. That's as simple as I want to get. Yeah. In order to do that, you need to be committed to running, mm-hmm. not committed to the runner's high. In order to you know, enjoy the pleasures that God wants you to enjoy, mm-hmm. you need to focus on living the way it was meant to be. Absolutely. And then don't worry about the pleasures. They'll be there. Yeah, you know, um, I love um, I love uh, building fires in my house in the in the two fireplaces I have. I mean, I love I love doing that. Mm-hmm. And, and in the winter months, which is about six months a year up here, um, I I have at least two fires a day, and burn a lot of wood. Do a lot. Now I understand the principle. I, I clean the chimneys. I I do things where the wood is dry for over a year. It's split. It's waiting to go. It's easy to build a fire. In other words, I want the pleasure of the fire, mm-hmm. but I can't just pursue the pleasure of the fire. Right. I have to cut the wood, stack the wood, clean the chimney. After I focus on those things, I can enjoy the fire of the wood. You might have some people saying, well, you could just get the switch, Dave. You can. And, <laughs> and I think, you know, I think, and I, you know, the funny things, my father-in-law, who you know, was was he was old fashioned when it came to fireplace. He had a cottage up here, he had a big old rock fireplace. Yeah. And when we put I put a fireplace in our house and I made it for wood. Yeah. But I put gas in it. Yep. So I went to Menards, got all the gas stuff, put it in there and it was a gas fireplace. Um and I did that because we already heated the house with wood and I already had an entryway with wood. I was I was burning like four hundred truckloads of wood a year. You That's know what a I mean? lot of wood. Yeah, I know. Um hyperbole. <laughs> however as i burned all that wood i thought i don't want to burn more right and uh my wife was saying you know you already bring wood in like everywhere else in the house yep let's not bring in the living room too i mean sure. let's just not have wood everywhere yeah so i agreed so i put it in and my father-in-law was so he never wanted to acknowledge that the fireplace even existed <laughs> that's funny yeah it, you don't do gas in a wood fireplace. You just don't. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like that's not what you do. That's funny. And so, in a way, in a way, he was saying something. He was saying you want the byproduct of the fire. Yep. But you don't want to focus on the wood, right? Or the work of the fire, right? Well, and everybody knows that even if you do have the switch fire, yep, it's not the same as a real fire. No, it isn't. You know. No. And that's 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 even the point I want to. So, go how on. much you how know. much effort do you think we put in our lives to to uh, create fake experiences that kind of parallel the real. Oh, I mean, uh, like conce- pornography con- you mentioned, right. you mentioned not already, only but- that, but I would even argue conceptually at its core, social media. Yeah, you know, we could be whoever we want, and so and I, you know, not to use like an overused statement, but in reality, social media, you know, has 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 become life for some people instead of living life. Right, and it's the the life that that people portray and think that they need or want 
rather than going out and doing life in relationship with other people in person. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Again, if you go back to the simple, we're meant to be relational, which means look at each other. Right. Go do things together. You know, if, if, if I have kids your age and I'm doing something, really right now in life, the way things are, I, I would always, they would be so tired of this one saying in my family. They would be tired of me saying, you know what, son, this mm-hmm. is the way it was meant to be. Yeah. Do you know what would happen if we did it not the way it was meant to be? And I would do that in everything that I would do. Yeah. Because I would want to drill into their brains the idea, you know, if I'm using a chainsaw. Yeah. You know, this is the way it's meant to be. Here's how you cut a tree down. Here's how you do it. Here's how, you know, if you, these, these saws, these chains are not meant to hit the dirt. Yep. They're not meant to hit the dirt. When you do, you you'll, can't cut as well anymore. That's right. You'll know. <laughs> I, I want you to know that, son. And that's they'll right. look at you and go, thanks, Dad. Yep. Down the road, you're teaching them valuable lessons because everything in life to them is, what's the way it was meant to be? Mm-hmm. And I think, well, and I think there's the natural desire for relationship. You know, yesterday for camp, I, I went on a, a kind of road trip, if you yeah. call. Yep. Uh, we just got a new gator to use around camp and that sort of stuff. But um, when I was getting ready to go, one of my sons is like, can I come with? I'm like, Sure. You know, I'm like, well, at the forefront, I'm like, we're, we're going to be in the car for a while, yep. you know, and at that, I mean, he's four. Right. So long time, who knows if he even comprehends. Right. You know, because it was about three and a half hour drive each way. Sure. But uh, he loved it. Yep. You know, and it's not like, I mean, we talked, but it's not like we talked the entire time. You know, there was times of, of quiet and he was just looking around, but you could just tell naturally, I just want to go hang out with dad today. Right. You know, and we were gone all day. And yep. yet he didn't complain. He didn't, you know, he just loved it. Yep. And to me, like that, that's a glimpse in the way that God has created us. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and I encourage you, if you're a parent out there to take advantage of those moments to, to just stop and be, Yeah. you know, and it's not like you have to fill, you know, even the moments with all entire conversation, just be together, you know, put down the phones, go for a walk, go for a car ride, go whatever it is and, and be because that's that's the simplicity that we're talking about. Yeah. You know, if if we want the pleasure, if we want the 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 fulfillness, you know, it's loving God and loving others. No matter how simplistic that is, we just complicate it so much. Right. You know, we feel like we've come to the point especially in America and I think it's just in our modern culture where every moment has to be planned or or consumed by some sort of stimulus. Right. And that plays into the fact of us trying to pleasurize ourselves <laughs> right if that makes any sense yeah you know we want the byproduct right now all the time but that's not how it works even in relationships no no you know i think once once you really realize that in life the 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 idea of relationships the idea of service actually yeah the idea of service is doing something to benefit people around you mm-hmm and you do it together. Yeah. When you do that, you develop community. Absolutely. You don't develop community, and again, this is not bad, that's the problem, it's not bad. Right. You don't develop community by going to Starbucks. Right. And sitting there and just having coffee. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with sitting and talking to somebody at Starbucks. Absolutely fine. But communities actually develop through service. Mm-hmm. And then, Sitting with those who you've developed community with at Starbucks is a great thing. Yeah. But it's not like it's going to develop there. It, it, it's not that it's bad. It's, a, it's something that people do who maybe serve together. Yeah. But once again, it's the service you focus on. 
you know, when you when you look at this verse, it says whoever pursues righteousness. Again, it's Proverbs twenty one twenty one. The word pursue there actually means to run after with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. So it says, here's the focus of those who find life, prosperity, and honor. Mm-hmm. Here's the focus. Yeah, they they diligently run after the way it's meant to be. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. Right. When they pursue that, then the other is what comes. They didn't pursue that. Mm-hmm. And I think this guy who wrote that we talked earlier, I think he was right. I think he said, you know, we mix it up so bad. And now we're trying to figure out why people have addictions and why. Right. Well, because we never taught them that there is a way it's meant to be. Yeah. That sin keeps us from the way it's meant to be. Mm-hmm. So what we want to do is pursue the way it's meant to be. We don't want to be legalistic. We want to pursue the way it's meant to be. Yeah. Uh, legalism, by the way, is not an action. It's an attitude. Two people can do the same thing. One could be doing it because it's right, mm-hmm. and they want to pursue righteousness. One could be doing it because they're trying to be better and acceptable to God. Yeah. So, But you can't tell by the action. Right. You know, um, you know, I would tell you you need to spend time with your wife. Mm-hmm. So if you schedule time with your wife, are you a legalist? Not necessarily. No, unless you think I'm scheduling time. I don't really have to be all with her. I'm just doing it so I can say, look, I spend time with you. Right. Okay. The time you spend with her, I can't tell why you're doing it. Right. Precisely. So it's not the action that's legalistic. It's the attitude that goes into it. Because I think people who schedule their life and say, you know, I, I, with my wife, I try and schedule, okay, we're going to walk three miles a day. We do that. It's a schedule. It's not legalism. Mm-hmm. It's really, we've realized the importance of doing that, so we do it. Yeah. And it's relational we do it for. We want to be together and talk apart from the house, projects around the house, whatever else distracts us in a normal way. We go out and do that. I find that wise, not legalistic. Mm-hmm. Now, it could be, again, that you do something, whether, you know, some people get up and they say, well, I had my 15-minute devotion. God needs to bless me today. Mm. That's legalism. Yeah. Why in the world would you have a devotional mm-hmm. in the morning? Hopefully to spend time with God. Yeah. That's not legalism. Mm-hmm. Why? You want to spend time with God. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm, sp- I'm doing this so God doesn't strike me at lightning today. Okay. Legalism. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it, again, God can or cannot strike you at lightning. I don't, that's his prerogative. Right. But the bottom line really is, what we want to do is actually run after what's right. And if we can run after what's right, the rest of it will take care of itself. Mm-hmm. And uh, somehow we got to hope that your kids, your young boys, how old are your boys again? Seven, four, and three. They need to understand that principle, apart from always being lectured with the Bible with it, just in life. Yeah. And how you and your wife teach that could be important. Yeah. Uh, and I encourage... Uh, parents that are listening, figure out a way to teach your kids there's a way it's meant to be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think I think that's so important, especially in a world where there's so many distractions. Um, I think it's important that as parents, you take time to just be and do stuff with your kids. You know, that's one thing that I'm learning is is that they love it. They eat it up and you almost can't give them enough of it. Yep. And so just do it. That's, yep. the way it, that's the way. Yeah, you don't have to have the entertainment button on. Just be with them. Yeah, just be with them. That's all they want. Yep. You know, and so 
Uh, I encourage you, if you've missed part of this episode, to, to head back to Relate365.com. And you can uh, re-listen to it, because I think there's some practical things, hopefully, just to even jog, you know, the way that you look at life to get uh, kind of pursuing God. But unfortunately, we're out of time here on Younger and Older. This is Jason Dave. Take care. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.